Okay. This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Take her away, Dak. Hey, there we there we go. Yep. There I like that overlay, Mac. You got a couple of people arguing over sports there. I'm not sure who is which one of those guys. But they're definitely having a big debate show. Everybody, welcome to the Saturday Debate Show on the Mac and Jack program. This is your host, Paul Semendinger. We're going to have another hour of great sports talk. And, of course, in the New York area, the big sports story, the biggest sports story is tomorrow, the New York Jets and the New York Giants are going to be playing head-to-head in a big football game that could very much very determine well. how both teams seasons turn out. If, if one of the, the team that loses could really be up the Creek. But before we get to talking about the New York giants, the world series began last night. I think the um, total amount of people in the New York area who watched the world series and just getting the number in now was seven, seven people in the entire city watched the world series. But anyway, the, um, I'm hearing music and stuff. This is I'm not sure what's happening. So the Texas Rangers won on a walk-off in the uh, in the 11th inning, or I guess I didn't watch it, but Adoles Garcia had the big hit, and he's now had an RBI in seven straight postseason games, which is the uh, second longest streak in a single postseason. Ryan Howard had an RBI in eight straight games when the Phillies were in a long time ago. So how you doing, gentlemen? I'm doing I'm doing well and Doc, you make a good point about the World Series. You're not watching it. A lot of people didn't watch it. The baseball season, the timing isn't good. The NBA season is starting now. People into the NBA, they're into the NFL. These playoffs are lasting a while. We were very interested even well into September to see who would make the playoffs. And you kind of run out of Theme as a fan after well i kind of wonder maybe they should start the season if possible a month earlier and maybe if you end the season late september early october because the super bowl ends a week into february or so so there's that kind of lull so if you started the baseball season let's say three weeks after that hypothetically and you could do it if you play the first month in warm weather cities, okay? Oh, Jack, come on. You, say, you say this all the time. Good morning, Rick. There is no owner in the Northeast that's going to say, yeah, that's okay. Let's play all the all those games in the South and lose all that money. That's not happening. And and, and what, te- yeah, what team wants to open the season on the road for a month? No, and then what owner is going to allow that to happen that owns a franchise up in the North? No owner is going to let that happen. Listen, if you're a baseball fan, if you're a real baseball fan, sorry to say, if people are not following the World Series, they're not real baseball fans. That's the that's biggest not, you're saying, well, 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 you think that's not a real baseball that's fan. You're not, that's if you're saying. not even following it, if you don't even know what's going on, yeah, you're not a real baseball that fan. I couldn't care less about Arizona. There you go. There you go. I just, care less. I just said it, and neither can you. So you're not a real baseball fan either. You should at least follow the games. 
You should know when the World Series game I is on. Yeah, I, I so, care a little bit about uh, Arizona. Well, you, you don't even know who did what in the game. You're not even caught up. So, I mean, what are you talking about? <clears throat> this is a great, great opportunity. And let's get into the debate question, this debate question, before, because it will run right into it. This is a great opportunity to see power versus small ball. Arizona Diamonds play small ball. They run. They steal. There was a great slide that a guy made that got home last night, beating the tag, going outside the tag. There's power on the Texas Rangers. Here you go. Here's a matchup we all talked about. We want to see more small ball. You have a team in the World Series that's playing small ball, and both of you don't care. It makes no sense. I don't care about small ball. It's not ent that entertaining, Matt. What do you mean it's not I mean, entertaining? I watch it. I appreciate it. What do you mean it's not you entertaining? Mac, I'm glad you enjoy a player being bunted from first to second. That that entertains you. That That's great. I like I, to see I, I get very entertained. I get very entertained. Third, trying to score. I get very entertained by a guy stealing bases, putting pressure on a pitcher, taking extra bases, running running around the bases instead of walking uh, around the bases. I really appreciate that. I do. I do like that. I do like somebody not swinging for the fence every time he gets up. I do enjoy that, Jack. And and a lot of people used to enjoy that too. I think so. Did you enjoy the game yesterday because the home runs were the key to the game. That was the exciting part. The exciting part was a guy taking the home plate uh, on a on a ball hit to the first baseman who had a shot at throwing him out and couldn't do it. Thank you, Jason. Good morning, Jason. Here's another guy with me, Jason Gonzalez. I love I love this guy here. Jason he doesn't possible. know what he's talking about. Oh my God, Jack! Uh, you, you, see, now you're going to put down the viewers because they like small ball too, and you don't. So let's be honest. I, I, I think I think I think we have a couple of different arguments getting all boiled up into yes, one argument do. right do. you can enjoy small ball you can enjoy good baseball you can enjoy home runs you can enjoy close games last night's game was a close game it went back and forth it i didn't watch it but as you look at the highlights it was an exciting ball game you can love great pitching you can love great defense you could love every aspect of the game that doesn't mean that by the end of October, when the fifth best team in one league is playing the sixth best team in another league. Now you're bringing up a you're different going, conversation. Well, no, no, it's not. It's it's part of the same conversation that you say, you know, I don't think I'm going to invest all those hours to watch a World Series of teams that I have no interest in, nor do I care about. So, yeah, does that mean you're not no. a baseball fan in the largest sense that no matter what, when a baseball game is on, you have to watch it? Yeah, okay. If that's the definition of what a baseball fan is, then I'm, then I'm not a baseball fan. The, the rules are the rules, Doc. You're a marathon runner. You would understand in the Olympic trials, top three go to the Olympics in an event. Let's say the marathon during the Olympic trials. The third-place finisher go to the Olympics, he could hypothetically win a gold medal. And what are you going to say? Oh, he couldn't even win his Olympic trials. And now he gets a gold medal in the Olympics. The rules are the rules. We got that in all the sports. We got that in football. The team that usually wins the Super Bowl doesn't have the best record during the regular season. 
the Giants, the last Super Bowl they won, they had a nine and seven record during the regular well, season. What you just said, Jack, is totally wrong. The the team with the best record has been winning the Super Bowl lately. Uh, you're you're talking about things that can happen. I agree with Doc to a point. I think the the, the regular season right now doesn't count hardly at all. I think there's way too many wild cards in baseball. I believe that too. But to me, Doc, if you like baseball, you play baseball. I do. You play the game of baseball. And, and nobody cares whether you win or lose, right? But there are fans there that love baseball and are, are willing to go watch you play and pitch in, the, in a game that has nothing to do with anything. I'm saying, I'm saying what has happened now with this generation, I think you two have fell right into it. You guys don't want to watch something that you don't want to watch because it's not your team. To me, to me, I'm going to follow the World Series, and you know, so I may even watch. I might even watch the next game, which I think is tonight, if I'm not mistaken. They're even playing the World Series faster to help you guys catch up with it. So you guys say, "Oh, it takes too long." It doesn't take long now. They're playing tonight. You got game two of a of a game last night that was exciting. That was an exciting game. Nobody got blown out. I mean, what more would you want from a baseball game? You know what I want from a baseball game in the World you Series? The, you want the Yankees that's, to play in it. That's I correct. But that, that's, that's fine. I do too. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch the game because the Yankees aren't in it. Not that, but that, I I can't tell you the last time I watched a non-Yankees World Series. I don't. I really don't have an interest. That's so does true. that mean I'm not a baseball fan? Yeah, no. okay. I'm a Yankees fan. I watch the Yankees. Do you think the fans in Arizona and Philadelphia – would give a dawn if the Yankees win the World Series. They wouldn't want to know from it. It works both ways. Think of that. They wouldn't want to know from it. The season's lasting. No, no, my point from before, the season is lasting a little too long. We run out of steam. If this was a few weeks earlier, I think the World Series have more interest. Right now, what are we talking about in sports, guys? The NBA season just started. Nobody Combined cares about that the with NBA the NFL right now. And Nobody it's hard for the, the World Series right to be in the spotlight. Nobody cares about the second game of the NBA compared to the World they Series. They care about the storylines. Oh. They care about Wanayamba, Damian Lillard, all the new storylines. Nobody cares about the NBA right now. It's a regular season. Hardly anybody watches it. it. All right. L- listen, I think it comes down to this. I don't think anyone can tell anyone else where to have an interest or what their interest should be. There are people that are very excited about the opening of the NHL season. That that the Devils just started the other night. My son's a big Devils fan. He's excited about that. And if the Devils were on and the World Series were on, as much of a baseball fan as he might be, he's probably more interested in watching his favorite hockey team than watching a team from Texas play a team from Arizona. No one can say, yes, in order to be a fan, you have... I remember a year or two ago on the radio, Spike Lee um, went to a Nets basketball game and there was a, a New York radio host, I think we talked about it on here, um, who said, you can't be a Knicks fan and go to a Nets game and root for the Nets in the playoffs. If you're a Knicks fan, you have to only root for the and, – and we get into these debates where you say, like, if you're a baseball fan, you have to watch this game at that time. 
You don't watch the All-Star game? Well, then you're not a real baseball fan. You don't watch the World Series? Then you're not a baseball fan. Or what if it, you just say, you know what? My interest in baseball is in the Yankees. I write a Yankee blog. I put up four articles every single day. I invest all of my baseball interest in the Yankees. So when they're not there, you know what? I don't really have an interest in the Diamondbacks. Why can't we well, just you know, say, that's, I, I, that's I, I okay. Can't. That's okay. Well, you don't have to watch them. You're still a baseball fan. You know, I, like I, sport. I, I hate saying this, okay? But I just came to the conclusion that I'm a better man than Doc. And let me tell you why I came to that conclusion. When the Giants played the Ravens in the Super Bowl, I'm a Jet fan. I went out and figured, what the heck? I got to support the Giants. And I bought a sweatshirt and I wore it for a couple of weeks. And then I got rid of it soon after. Can you imagine Doc going out and getting a Mets sweatshirt if the Mets win the World Series and supporting for two weeks? Doc would never do that. I wouldn't. See, what Doc what Doc is, is saying, he's taking it to the extreme, which is which is great. Because it's great for a debate. Listen. I'm not saying you have to watch every minute of the World Series game. I'm not saying that that you have to watch the game at all, but you at least got to know what's going on. If you're a baseball fan, you at least got to know who, who, who won a game. This is an exciting game, Doc. This is one of the better World Series for opening games in the recent history of, of, of baseball. You would imagine that a baseball fan would at least follow it. Now Jack says he was wor- he was working, but yet he'll watch five different things on TV at once in commercials. So that's not an excuse either. I'm just saying that if you're gonna if you're if you are a baseball fan, I'm a football fan. I'll watch any game on football. I like baseball. If there's a baseball game on and I'm not doing nothing, I'll watch the baseball game. I'm I'm the same with college football, Doc. I still got my favorite teams. I still love the Yankees. I still love the Giants. I still love Notre Dame, but that doesn't mean I just watch them. That's all I'm saying. And Jason, yeah, right? But but we can't sit here. Jason says, as sports historians, we should appreciate and acknowledge any championship game. But I never said I was a sports historian. I said I was a Yankees fan. Right? I'm I'm not a sports historian. We we on on the show. Whenever there's a question about basketball, I say I have no idea. Whenever there's a question about hockey, I say I don't know. Whenever there's a question about college sports, I, say, I don't know. I can sometimes hold my own with some NFL talk because I follow the NFL on the periphery. But when it comes to how I appreciate the game of baseball, I appreciate playing the game. I still love playing, and I appreciate rooting with all my heart and soul. With, for the Yankees, that's how I take enjoyment out of baseball. But no one that, can tell me you know, that you're you're rooting the wrong way. You, that, you should buy a Mets shirt. Why, why should that, I buy a Mets shirt? But Doc, you do know some of the history of baseball. Of you course, do know, you do know Hall of Fame inductees. You do know a great players from the past. I, I've even seen you cite different different things. So you do know the history of baseball. You do know a lot, Ty Cobb. I do. do I, of course, I know a lot about baseball. If the Yankees but, but are no eliminated, one can tell me how, how I should root for the baseball. Mets if they win the series, I would support the Mets. I'm not a Mets fan, but I would support them because they're from my area. I'm not, I'm not a Mets fan. If they won the World Series, I wouldn't be celebrating, but I would be supporting. You have to be supportive. Why? Why? Why do I have to buy a Mets shirt? Because so the they're Knicks from your the- area. 
They're from your area. You For a couple of weeks that they're in the playoffs, you put differences aside. Uh, it makes no sense. But Listen, my bigger I, point is no one can tell someone else how they are supposed to root. And no one no. can tell somebody else you're not a fan unless you root for a team the way I tell you that you have to root for a team no or a sport. That makes no who, sense. No one's telling you who you are. Who. Mac, you're saying yeah. that. You're not a baseball fan. Right. No one is telling you how to do Yeah, you are. You're saying you have to follow baseball the way I tell you to follow baseball or you're not a baseball fan. I'm saying if you love baseball, you would watch or at least follow the World Series. Is that not true? How, how about this, Matt, uh, Doc? What Mac is trying to say, you don't appreciate the finer points of the game. That's what he's trying to say. You don't appreciate the finer points of baseball. I didn't say oh, that. That Jackson. I don't that. think that's. Yeah, I don't think that's what he's saying either. I don't have an interest in the World Series. Okay, that doesn't mean I'm not a. That doesn't mean I don't like baseball. I've said my whole life. Uh, I, I care about the Yankees. I watch the Yankees. That's where I put my rooting interest in. I like Yankees baseball. So that I, doesn't make so me a I bad not. fan. So do I. I do too. But that doesn't mean I don't follow the rest of baseball. All right. So that's the way you watch. Right. Right. I have other things I want to do with my time than sit in front of, like you watch the world, the Super Bowl. That's one day. The Super, the the World Series can go, go for for a week or two. It's seven games or whatever, however long it takes them to play with the days they off, ten days, whatever. I, I don't feel like investing ten days in the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. Look what Jason wrote down. Down. I am a diehard Yankees fan. However, I rooted for the Mets to win the World Series against the KC Royals in 2015. I'm very glad That's for Jason. Doc, did you at least watch that World Series? Were you rooting for Kansas City? I didn't watch it. Well, Rick I'll tell you what, but here, here yeah, you go. And this is this is where all the all the all the vitriol is going to come against me. You know who I rooted for in the 1986 World Series? The Boston the Red, Red Sox. The Rota. Well, because if your father was a Red Sox fan, that's correct. But I but but the, oh well, no. By your logic, the Mets are the local team, so I should go out and buy a Mets hat and a Mets jersey and celebrate the Mets because they're the local team. That makes no sense. Well, no, no, no. I can understand in that case because your father was a big Red Sox fan, correct? That still is right. He still is. So there's a family tie there. So for the sake of your dad, you were rooting for the Red Sox. I can understand that. And I I, see, I see, I, 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 it could go either way there. I, I was stuck. I, I rooted for the Red Sox to win their first World Series too, and I, I don't hate the Red Sox, but they're, they're of course our rivals. I've rooted for the Mets to win. I rooted for the for, for I've rooted for a lot of underdogs to win in certain games and certain certain World Series and certain Super Bowls, even if my team isn't involved in it, because I like the game. I love to watch the game and not just watch it. I mean, you don't have to sit down there and watch it. Today, they got highlights everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere on social media. It's in the papers. If you read a paper, it's 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 everywhere. So so all I'm saying is, and and you know, and I I, I don't mean to get you upset, Doc, which is great because this is the first time I see you get upset. Oh, I'm, actually, so I'm not upset. I'm having fun with it. Said it all. Doc doesn't take it personal. You have Doc rattled. You don't yeah, have. He's not rattled. I'm, I'm rattled. just saying. I'm just saying no high, one can tell yeah, someone else. Yeah, yeah, it was a high fastball. I think it was a high fastball. High fastball. You brushed Doc back. Yeah, I brushed it back a little bit. I think. I'm not sure, but 
but uh, this is the first time I've seen Dak a little, a little, you know, a little uh, rattled. Not, yeah, it's, a little it's not personal. He's not mad at you. You know, he's not yeah, mad at me, but he's a little rattled. He's yeah, not I rattled. I, I, he the, the point <laughs> is, no one can tell someone else how to root. No one's telling you how to root, Dak. We're yes, making a statement that if you like baseball, you play. Ba- you still play baseball. I don't even I do. play baseball anymore. So you must enjoy the game. I love the game. All right, so if you enjoy the game, you would at least know what happened in the World Series is all I'm saying, and that makes sense to me. That's all. Let me ask, if the Yankees win the World Series, Doc, would you drop everything to watch the game? Like, the most people, this is the question, most people, even big fans, do they now in baseball sit down and watch every single pitch? Or, or do they multitask while they're at home? I mean, when at the game, obviously, they have no choice but to watch the pitches. I don't understand the I question. I think people multitask. I, I, think, I think that's how most people watch sports all the time now anyway. You multitask. If it's a right? seventh game for all the marbles, the World Series and the Yankees are in it. I'm probably watching every pitch. Every pitch, and you're up at the edge of your seat. Yeah, that's how it is with most people. All right. Okay. So let's get to the debate question. Yeah, this Doc, is the best debate question we ever had. You got, Doc, you've got to. I Nothing got resolved, though, at all. <laughs> no, no but, but that's okay. It, it doesn't get resolved. It's not supposed to be resolved. It's a debate. So, anyway, Doc, so who you got winning the World Series? <laughs> My point on that, as you know, because I answered the questions ahead of time, was I have no idea because I don't care. <laughs> that's oh, what it comes wow, down to. The Rangers wow. are up one nothing. That's the easy pick at this point. They're the favorite team who went up one nothing. It's I'm, hard I'm to taking, pick. The I'm taking the Diamondbacks. I'm taking the Diamondbacks. I'll take the Rangers because the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees in the 2001 World Series, and I'm still mad at them. How's that? Oh, all right, okay. Right. That's good as and I hope Jordan Montgomery pitches phenomenally because a year ago we were told he can't pitch in the postseason. He has no way he can pitch for the Yankees in the postseason. So I hope he hope he throws a couple of no hitters and helps the Rangers win the World Series. And Mr. Cashman can go, huh? I guess he can pitch in the playoffs in the World Series. Another you mistake. You know, George Steinbrenner had that famous line in the 1982 World Series. Willie McGee who was once in the Yankee system, made two great catches with the Cardinals to beat the Milwaukee Brewers. And they asked I watched Steinbrenner that World Series. It. Yeah, why oh, wasn't the Yankee? And Steinbrenner says, you know, they said Willie McGee, the scouts said Willie McGee wasn't good enough to play for our team, and the scouts are no longer working for us. <laughs> good answer. All right, let's get to the Giants and the Jets because this is a – This is a big question. We're going to start with the Giants question because the Giants have a big problem here. Daniel Jones has been injured. Tyrod Taylor has been playing well. When Daniel Jones becomes healthy again, I assume Daniel Jones is not playing tomorrow. Do we know that? He's not playing. No, Right. So assuming the Giants (laughs) win tomorrow over the Jets and then Daniel Jones gets healthy, who do you start? Who's your quarterback? It's a silly question to me. Tyrod Taylor playing well, a total of 21 points in two games. For Tyrod Taylor, that's good. How's that? 21 points in two games. 
And I don't want to hear, well, there was a bad official's call. And the ball that he threw too high to Darren Waller at the end of the game. That was right. 21 points. Are you kidding? A backup like Tyrod Taylor? It it, it does says nothing about Daniel Jones at all that you'd even consider starting Tyrod Taylor over him, that it's even a question. That means Daniel Jones has to be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Or get rid of Daniel Jones at this point, but they can't because they gave him the big contract. Give me a break here. It's a no-brainer. You put it's Daniel Jones. It's not a no-brainer. It's not a no-brainer, Jack. It's not a no-brainer. How do you figure it's a no-brainer? If he plays well and they beat the Jets, and say he plays well again. Daniel can't go to the next game. And now either three and zero under Tyrod Taylor. Then, wait, wait, they're one and one right now, so they can't see, be they're three one and zero. Oh, well, I'm saying, supposing next three games, right? The last game, this game, next game, and they won three games with Tyrod Taylor. You and the chemistry is working. You're going to pull him out of the game. Suppose that Wilson, the rest of the season, lights it up and plays great. Are you going to put a rusty Aaron Rodgers ahead of Zach Wilson if Zach is throwing three, four touchdowns per game and he's outstanding? I mean, come on. As a Jet fan, I'm thrilled Tyrod Taylor's playing instead of Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones could at least hurt you with his legs. He can run. He can Tyrod escape. Taylor, what do you mean? Tyrod Taylor can't run? Tyrod Taylor's not that mobile. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding He's me? Did you watch? You didn't, you didn't watch Tyrod any of the game. Taylor, you didn't watch any of the game last week, did you? I've watched both games and Tyrod. You didn't watch the game. He was right. He ran. He ran for first down. Ran all over the place before completing passes. So that's a false. He's not nearly the runner that no, Daniel. No, Jones you're telling is. me. You're telling me that Zach Wilson. Well, I'm glad Zach Wilson's quarterback for the Jets, by the way, too, just to let you know, not Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, you're, well, telling yeah, me, I, I, you're telling, me, you're telling me that you're gonna you're gonna take a quarterback that's leading a team and has say won three games in a row, and you're not gonna you're you're not. Oh, gonna hey, he has, and you're talking ahead if he does. Exactly. Bad. That's well. That's the question. Tyra Taylor is playing very Tyra well. Taylor is not a. Jack, let's let's just play it out. I, this, this is the way we get to the, the, the bottom line on this. I'm in agreement. If you're the Giants, you have to play Daniel Jones because he is your big star. He's the guy you just gave the big money to. And even today, all these years into his career, everybody's saying, we don't really know what we have with Daniel Jones. If he had a better offensive line, and there's all these excuses around him. The Giants have got to figure it out. Like, is he going to be our quarterback or or not? But but as far as the 2023-2024 season for the New York Giants, if Taylor wins tomorrow, and as Max said, he wins next week, that's three wins in a row. The Giants were playing terribly before he got in there. So with a three-win streak, if Daniel Jones is ready for that next game, do you play him over Taylor? Now that your season's, you actually have a chance again. You're, 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 you're not whatever they were, one and five under Daniel Jones. Now you're four and five under, or whatever, under Tyrod Taylor. If he's won three in a row, the fourth game, do you play Jones or do you play Taylor? You play Jones. If they do win three in a row, it's going to be because of their defense. Okay, the so here. have a good defense. If Jones have- is still injured, 
and the Giants win four in a row under Taylor? Do you play Taylor? I don't know. I don't know. It gets to the point where how deep do you go into the season? We had something like that with Tony Romo and Dak uh, Prescott. Week after week, Dak Prescott was performing well when Romo got injured. And it finally got to the point where it became impossible to sit down Dak Wilson. But we know what we have in Tyrod Taylor. There's a body of work, guys. If Tyrod Taylor was a rookie, we didn't know about him. And he all of a sudden came up and started playing well. We might think, wow, he might be another Brock Purdy type or whatever. Then that's different. I we know what we have in Tyrod Taylor. He's a serviceable backup. That's what he is. No more than a serviceable backup. You can plug him in, and you might be able to win games with him if the rest of the players play well. Two years ago, would you think Geno Smith was a starting quarterback? Great question. Uh no. Okay, has he did, or especially last year, did he do great for the Seahawks? He did, he did, but the Seahawks had no other alternative, and he played well, very well. Right, right. but he's sort system. of he's sort of the journeyman backup quarterback who figured it out late in his career and and had some big games and and had a great season. Couldn't that be? Tyrod Taylor. I think that's I think that's the heart of the question. At what point, if the Giants are doing well, do you say we're not going to play Daniel Jones now because he was terrible, the team was terrible, the backup came in, and all of a sudden we keep winning week after week after week, and our season, which was a disaster, and people were thinking we might be the last place team in the NFL, is all of a sudden we're in the playoff hunt. And if you get to the playoff hunt at that point, do you say, you know what, Daniel Jones? Oh, well, no, no, no. If we, if the Giants are two and five right now, if the Giants go on a run and let's say they go nine and eight and make the playoffs, they go seven and the rest of the way, they go seven and three, which means they would have gone eight and three with the one game they would have went one last week against Washington and Tyrod Taylor's playing really well, and Daniel Jones is then healthy for the playoffs. Yeah, I would stick with Tyrod Taylor at that point, and Daniel Jones would more or less be coming out of the bullpen if I need him in that type well, of situation. Well, that, I'm looking at these two games. You say that, Jack. You say that, but it's happened in the past where Earl Morrill stepped in, and what ended up happening is they replaced him in the playoffs, right? He, he, took, he took the Dolphins on a perfect season run. They get, to the playoffs, and he, they get to the playoffs and they put Bob Greasy back in. And he took the Colts to the Super Bowl, but there's a big difference. One that were less Moore was less was, was a backup too. Earl Moore, Earl Moore was a, would have been a starter in today's market. There were less NFL teams. That's why he wasn't a starter. Okay, he'd been a starter early in his career. There weren't enough teams. And the guys he started was a backup to his Johnny Unitas with the Colts. Every anyone would have been a backup to Unitas. Well, let me let me let me, let me bring you let me bring you up into the present more the past, but the present more. So, Drew Bledsoe was a quarterback for the Patriots. He gets hurt versus the Jets. Tom Brady comes in, Tom, and Tom Brady wins a few games, and they don't go back to this to a quarterback that brought him the Super Bowl. And Drew Bledsoe. They kept Tom Brady. Tyrod Taylor. I make an example. I make an example right now of a quarterback that 
that was the starting quarterback. And even he even threw the touchdown in the championship for the Patriots to go to the, in the playoffs, correct, against the right. Steelers. Right. Mac, Mac, I understand what you're saying that the difference is this. Bill Belichick saw Tom Brady's potential as a second-year player then. He thought Brady could be an outstanding quarterback. He was judging his potential. Ty, what is Tyrod Taylor's potential compared yes, to Tom I mean, Brady? I mean, we know what Tyrod Taylor can do because he's talk, been around talk, a long time. You talk about Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor, I don't think, has played a full year. I'm not sure, Jack. He might have played a full year for the Bills, but I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to look he it did. up. Okay, so he so was an so, one year, I think, in 2015, a pro bowler, but just yeah, about everyone 2015. Right. What? So I mean, Correct. he does. He yeah. he is a he is a he's a great backup quarterback, really. To be honest, if he's that good uh, in the past, so you know you could win with him, right? He, you know, any backup you hope you could win with them. The backup quarterbacks are usually the ones who weren't able to hold on to a starting job. I mean, if you look at all these backups like Sam Darnold, Jacoby Brissett, Tyler Henneke, they were starters of Mitch Trubisky. They were starters at one point, but these guys are backups for a reason. Well, because Tyrod they weren't Taylor, able to hold Tyrod on to the Taylor, starting job. Tyrod Taylor got, got put the backup, not for his play, Jack. It got put back there because of a, a mess up on a shot. Right, I mean that's why Herbert got the starting job. No, no, Herbert was supposed to carry the clipboard for yeah. If Tyra Taylor was that good, the Chargers wouldn't have drafted Justin Herbert number six overall to begin no, listen, with. I'm not saying Tyra Taylor is a great quarterback, Jack. I'm saying that you could win with him. That's all I'm saying. I, I you you might if your defense is playing well, they have a chance of beating the Jets tomorrow, the Giants. But if they ought to beat the Jets. It's going to have to be because of a big defensive effort on the Giants' part, which they are capable of doing and getting a couple of turnovers, special teams and all that. They're not, the Jets are not going to lose to the Giants if they did lose to him because Tyrod Taylor had a big game. Could he take them on one long drive during the game? Perhaps, but that would be about it. Tyrod Taylor is not going to beat the Jets, but there are other quarterbacks out there who could beat the Jets, okay, with big games. Tyrod Taylor is not one of them. So let's ask the question a different way. At what point we, – we know what Zach Wilson is. Zach Wilson is not a great quarterback. We, we, he, he does – he's doing well enough right now, but he's sort of Tyrod Taylor, right? The Jets are winning not because of Zach Wilson, really. They're winning because of their defense. And let's say Aaron Rodgers continues to heal quickly, and all of a sudden the Jets, you know, are in the playoff hunt. There's two weeks left in the season, and Rodgers pronounces he's ready to play. Who's your quarterback? Uh, that's a good question, but it, it's Aaron Rodgers without a doubt. We know what Aaron Rodgers could do. If Aaron Rodgers isn't healthy, he's very rusty, and Zach Wilson is playing great, you can consider starting Zach Wilson if he was playing great, which is unlikely to happen. That's my point. Well, wait a minute. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is this year. We didn't see him play yet. Correct, we saw, correct. We, and, we saw him got hit, he got hurt, so he hasn't played yet with the Jets in the regular season. He might if be pretty rusty. If you're you're winning, right. If you're, right, if you're winning with Zach Wilson, you got a couple games left, and the chemistry is there, 
why wouldn't you consider sitting him into the uh, play? You said it best a moment ago when you met, mentioned the Earl Morrill example. During the Dolphin unbeaten season, Don Shula yanked Earl Morrill pretty quickly in the playoffs, and he yeah. went back to Bob Greasy, who was, I think, out since the fourth game of the season and had to nice. be rusty because he figured Greasy is our starter. You know, it happened with the Buffalo Bills when Frank Reich was the backup. He led the Bills to a historic comeback over Houston. And they asked him who's going to start next week. And he made it clear, if Jim Kelly's healthy, he's our starter. There's no controversy here. Same with the Giants. With the money they're paying Daniel Jones, they're paying him like a franchise quarterback. Are they going to take a journeyman and start him over Daniel Jones? Come on. Listen, I, listen Jack, I don't know right now because right now, from what I saw, and it's not all Daniel Jones' fault that the Giants played terrible. The defense wasn't playing well and injuries and like everybody has. But we, we do know that right now the giant offense is moving the ball better than when Daniel Jones was there. 21 points in two I games. Game. I saw 21 points in the last two games that Tyrod that's Taylor. More, Nick, that's more than the Giants were scoring besides the Cardinal games. That's more than they scored with Daniel Jones. They hadn't scored a touchdown in the first quarter offensively with Daniel Jones. They did with Tyrod Taylor. I'm not saying that Tyrod Taylor is better than Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback. I'm just saying if it comes to team chemistry, if they're winning with something, why stop it if it continues to go? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I say I would stick with Tyrod Taylor until he has a bad game then. If he has a bad game, I throw Daniel Jones back in if he's healthy. And by the way, Daniel Jones may not play again this year from that neck injury. That's I, I saw something on that. So they may have to re rely on Tyrod Taylor for the rest of the season. Yeah, well, if they have to, they have to. He's a serviceable backup. He's the type of guy you want as a backup. He has experience. He's been around a while. But I'm going to tell you this. unless If that were the case, unless the Giants had a great year going forward, made the playoffs, made an impact, come next season, Daniel Jones is absolutely the Daughter. I mean, no doubt about it. And I can't see a scenario where Tyrod Taylor would be the starter next year unless miraculously he took the Giants to a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Interesting, because even if he does bring the Giants to a Super Bowl, I think there's 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 instances of teams going back to the, the starter. I think the hard thing is, because I think Brady's story is sort of like that, right? Brady brings him there and gets the start in the Super Bowl or whatever. I, you guys would know the whole story better. And then um, the you know he, the, the, the Patriots went in that whole different direction with Brady. But again, the difference there is that Brady was young and he had a future and Taylor is a backup. So yeah, great question. Well, there's a little bit of a difference. Drew Bledsoe signed a major mega contract with the Patriots, I think to make him the highest paid quarterback in history at the time. So when Brady took over and they led the Patriots to a Super Bowl because Belichick saw his potential, Bledsoe was in big demand. So the Buffalo Bills quickly picked up the contract to make Bledsoe their franchise quarterback. I don't think anyone's going to do that with Daniel Jones. I don't think if, Daniel, if, if Tyrod Taylor somehow took the Giants to a Super Bowl victory, and, you know, that would be astounding to me. But let's say it happened. I don't think any team is going to gobble up Daniel Jones to make him their franchise quarterback. Probably not. I, and I, like I say, I think all things being equal, 
the Giants have to put Daniel Jones, if he's healthy, back out there because there, there's still questions about how good he is. No one really knows. He's got a good year. He's got a bad year. He's hurt. He's not hurt. I mean, his career, what's he in year six or seven now, right? It's It's been, a, he's been around for a while. We need an answer on Daniel Jones, a definite answer, whether he should be the future giant quarterback or not. And it's sometimes it goes on so long. A guy, you know, I'll you keep you. a guy nuts by years and years. I'll, and then it's wasting time. I'll tell you the bigger question to me as a coach, you want to you want to go to Super Bowl and win it. It's not about Daniel Jones, it's about winning a Super Bowl. And that's any quarterback. I don't care who it is. So I mean the team comes first always when he, when you're playing for it. For a championship, who, uh, who was who was the quarterback? I you, you'll know this on the Patriots that year um, that Brady got hurt or Drew whatever. Bledsoe. No, no, no. Or he was suspended you know, after and, that. And you know, after yes, Cassell was right, right. And then the yeah. Patriots were playing great with him, and then as soon as Brady well, came they back, eleven and five. No, no, they went eleven and five the year before. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't that the year that they lost to the damn beaten record to the Giants? I don't, I don't think it, it was Matt Castle. I don't think uh, they made the playoffs that year because 11 5 wasn't good enough to make the playoffs. Right. Before. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Crazy. All right. So we're still talking football. Let's keep it there. And let's ask the question about which are the best teams in either league. Are, uh, the question really is are the Ravens the best team in the AF, AFC now? Yeah. Have they have they ascended to that point? And I'll just expand the question a little bit. And does that mean, yeah? You because know, the other question has to do with Brock Purdy. The 49ers have lost a couple of games now. Are the 49ers still the class of the NFC? What do you what do you guys think on those two teams and those two leagues, divisions or whatever? Well, f- well, first of all, if it wasn't a mirage, which it could be, what Baltimore did to Detroit. Detroit is supposed to be one of the top tier teams in the and the NFC just underneath the, the Eagles and the 49ers. If that was not a mirage, if they figured a way how to, to use uh, uh, Jackson, which was, was really cool. If you, if you watched the game, the highlights of it, he would go like he's running it, bring everybody up and just drop a pass over the heads of the, and get the person behind them. If that is their new, the, the way they're going to play, they're going to be very tough this year. And they might give Kansas city a, a run for that money. Kansas City, of course, is still uh, because of the last year, because they're what five and one or six and one right now. They're still the number one team in the AFC. But I'm going to tell you right now, if Baltimore can is if this is going to be their game plan, and if this is how they're going to run it, you got to play Mark. You're going to have to play Jackson. You're going to have to play him to run because he's such a great runner, and that leaves people to get behind him and he throws the ball and he gets easy touchdowns. If that's what their game plan is, it's a heck of a game plan. I don't know how you're going to stop that. So Baltimore's got a good defense, um, and and they got a their passing game. The, the game plan, whoever's the offensive coordinator for Baltimore, has finally figured out how to get Jackson to throw for touchdowns as well as run for touchdowns. Doing a great job. I think Baltimore's on pace to have an unbelievable year. I think they're in a championship game against the Kansas City Chiefs this year. I, you know, I, I wish I had the type of thick skin that Mac had because I like to keep giving it to Mac. One thing about Mac, he can take it. And Mac goes week to week. He changes. Mac was bragging about the Dolphins and Chargers. You'll see they're in the AFC championship game. Yeah. Now he's with the Ravens. One week ago, I believe it was on our football show, Mac, where you might not have been the only one. 
people were questioning the Ravens on that show. And I'm the one that said, give Lamar Jackson a little time. He'll get better as the year goes along. Things will straighten out. And they straighten out pretty quickly with the win over the Lions. But you're right. Maybe that was a little bit of an aberration. Maybe the Lions just happened to have a bad game. Who knows? Because the NFL is funny week to week. It's like the stock market. It goes up. It goes down. But, yeah, we know what Lamar, Lamar Jackson could do. The Ravens have always had a good team. They've always kind of been a little bit in the mix. They've always been in the back seat as far as contending for the Super Bowl. And, yeah, they're good enough if everything comes together to cash in and win a Super Bowl. They have a good defense. Their receivers have been a little disappointing and hurt. But their offense is going to get better. But they're definite threat. But with that said, as long as the Kansas City Chiefs keep winning, how can you not give them favorite status? They got to be considered the favorites until otherwise. They're like the champions until they get dethroned, until someone clearly shows that they're better than them. And not just on one given week. It's got to be over the course of two, three weeks where team, we see that they pass the Chiefs. And I picked the Chargers to beat the Chiefs last weekend because I didn't like the way the Chiefs were looking. I thought they were like fat cats and that the Chargers would rebound and beat Kansas City. And Kansas City turned their game up a notch like the champions they are. So Kansas City's got to be favored until someone proves otherwise, not based on potential. They actually have to prove it on the field. And, and Baltimore has had a problem with the Chiefs. That is their nemesis. Every time... <clears throat> they had a shot to go to the Super Bowl with Jackson. They lost to the Chiefs. I think it was twice in the championship, and that was during his MVP years. I just think that they they have figured finally figured out how to work Jackson. He's not he can't run all the time because he's going to get hurt. He's he he's he's got a great tight end. He's got a couple new receivers that are working with him this year. I think they get better. I think they got a real real legitimate shot this year going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I you know I picked I picked the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl, but uh, we're finding you know, out. Chargers could still get in as a wild card. You you yeah. never know. It doesn't look good, but the team could peak late in the year. I wouldn't give up on them if you. I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, and when they're playing the 49ers tomorrow, the Niners are coming off two losses in a row. So the Niners are going to be very much up for that game. It's a big game for the Niners. So we're going to see how good my Bengal team is tomorrow. And you got Brock Purdy, who had concussion. Uh, they didn't know it till they were going home. He started signing, showing signs on the airplane. He had a concussion. I think he's cleared it. He might be able to go. I don't know what's going to happen. They have uh, Sam Darnold that was going to be the starter. Brock Purdy, if he comes off concussion, do they start Brock Purdy or do they sit him that extra week? Um, it's gonna that it's that's gonna be an interesting game because the Bengals have a, a light you up offense. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a heck of a game. If the 49ers lose, Seattle's in first place. Big game for the 49ers. There's certain teams that are threat to go to the Super Bowl. People keep looking at the Eagles and 49ers, and they thought the Lions might sneak up and get there. People falling asleep on Seattle. Seattle's a definite threat. They are. They are a definite threat. Then it comes down back to the question we started with. Who's their quarterback? A journeyman. Uh, right? Geno Smith. Yeah, it shows you in football, if you have great coaching Coach. and you have a great system, 
you could plug in a quarterback in that system. But I will say this, if your system fails you for a certain game and you need your quarterback to do something special and win you the game, certain quarterbacks can do that. Geno Smith isn't one of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, Aaron Rodgers is, and Tom Brady was, right, and is. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is, Absolutely. and, and yeah. Joe so, Burrow. yeah. The the question is, is Lamar Jackson right? I, I mean, that's I think, I think the debate is. that He's you're having. Lamar Jackson. He's a former league MVP. He yeah, was a former I, I league proven. I think he is too, and I, I, I again, it's coach comes down. To, a lot of this comes to coaching, what kind of system they're using. Brock Purdy. With the system he's in right now, right? A lot of people say he's a game manager, that he's not a great quarterback. And, you know, I'm not sure because we haven't seen Brock Purdy having to win the game for him yet. You got He throws it to Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels might play too, Jack, uh, this game. Debo Samuels will run, run over people and run for a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, another one who could go to the house at any time, running the ball or on a sh short pass. Kittle is a tight end that, you know, catches short passes and can run it to the house. We haven't seen yet if Brock Purdy can win you the game just by throwing the ball. And he's still kind of injured, so his, his arm isn't strong enough. There's still a lot of questions about Brock Purdy. People, you know, uh, I I still think I, we haven't seen how good Brock Purdy is or isn't yet either. That's that's another big question. Yeah, I the last two games that they lost, okay, Mac. It was last week he didn't play well, but two weeks ago where he was so so. Keep this in mind against Cleveland, he drove them into position for the game-winning field goals. As bad yeah. as things were, he put the Niners in position to win. And had they made the field goal at the end that they missed and, and had the Niners won the game, we'd be saying, wow, Brock Purdy, well, you know, what a good job he did, you know, with that last drive, getting him into field goal range. So we'd be kind of singing a different tune. I think Brock Purdy's shown himself to be an excellent game manager. Yeah, I, I think to me now there's enough of a body of work. I mean, how can he win your games? Eh. But listen, with that, with all the weapons that the Niners have, McCafferty, Samuel, Kittle, does he have to win you the game? I mean, he's got the weapons if he just there manages. Will come, there will come a time, as you said, Jack, there will come a time where he's going to have to. And that might be an NFC Championship game where he's going to probably have to win that game for him. And that's what we're going to find out. Didn't they say that about Eli Manning? They did. They did. Yeah, and look what Eli Manning did. Yeah, he was great <laughs> at the end of the game. Yeah, they definitely did. So the last, the last uh, topic, and Doc, uh, Doc took off. So maybe because of the basketball question, Jack, are the Milwaukee Bucks a better team with Damian Lillard? Well, why would they make the deal, the Bucks, unless they were certain that they would be a better team? They gave up an awful lot as yeah. far as Drew Holiday, draft picks, the whole bit, and Milwaukee did have an NBA championship to their credit. In the short, in the, uh, they had some breaks with the Nets. They should have lost in the playoffs to the Nets where Kevin Durant was on the line. Irving and Harden were out at that time. But they did get an NBA title. And part of the reason why they got Damian Lillard to make Giannis happy. Giannis signed an extension with the Bucks now. 
He's had, you know, people were thinking Giannis might leave. Giannis even whispered a little that he might consider going elsewhere. Milwaukee was, I mean, they were frightened about it. And Damian Lillard right now is basically in his prime. He's going to have a couple of big years left in him. And it's a win now type thing and worry about things later. You know, the value of draft picks, guys, that's what we should maybe talk about, especially in the NBA. If it's a lottery pick, one of the top picks in the draft, those could be franchise changes. But those later picks in the first round, if you're giving a team a 23rd or 24th pick, they get a serviceable player, but it doesn't change your franchise most of the time. Yeah, they're normally used to trade bait. Uh... You know, you don't see a lot of first rounders, you know, as Jack said, uh, lower picks uh, in the first round, the 23rd, 24th pick normally doesn't doesn't come through and have a, a, a like he says, a, a, is a great player for that team. The question I have, Damian Lillard is a great scorer and he's a big draw and he's a big name. But overall, fundamentally, doesn't he? He doesn't play defense as well as Drew Holiday does. And 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 you and you are giving up some collateral for him. Is it, it? I mean, if you want to win a championship, you know, defense wins championships, especially in basketball as well as football. Does that make them a, a threat to win the to win the championship or to come in first? I don't think so. I think Boston is still a better team than they are. I think that uh, uh, the Knicks and the 76ers are right behind them. All they need to do is is get a game advantage on the Bucks in the in the playoffs, and they might be able to beat them. I don't know. I don't know if that made them a better team. They might be. They might, you know, Damian Lillard is a heck of a name. But Impact does- players, Mac, win championships for the most part. I know what you're saying about defensively. Uh, you know, you take. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, they were great defenders, great defensively. But you take Bird and Magic, they were just so, so defensively, but they were great impact players. And Damian Lillard is an impact player. He can take over a game. So that's what makes it a good deal. Drew Holiday is never going to take over a game. You know, he's just going to fit. He'll definitely, I mean, he'll definitely guard the ball. He'll definitely give you everything he's got. I mean, he's a hustler. I know, I know, I know that they. I don't know if they moved them or not yet, Jack, uh, from from Portland. But I, I know that they they were talking about. It. I don't know if he moved. I think well, they. Holiday, yeah, with the Celtics now is. Uh, yeah, they yeah. could move them, and and what a pickup for the Celtics, right? That just makes them even a little bit better than they were. I mean, that's a heck of a player to pick up. So yeah, he he helps the Celtics, but the Celtics also. And part of a deal before that, in the Porzingis deal, they traded Marcus Smart, one of the best defensive players. It's, yeah, it's a matter of opinion. It's fair for you to say that the Celtics are the best team in the East. I understand that. But the question is, are the Milwaukee Bucks a better team with Damian Lillard after the deal as opposed to before the deal? I think this gives them a better chance to beat out the Celtics and come out of the East. I think it makes, as you said, Giannis happy. And that was the key. They want to keep That's Giannis big. happy and keep him with That's the Bucks. Big. And that was that was the whole reason why they signed him. You know, let me let me ask Doc this question because baseball is this thing. How come the draft choices in baseball 
don't have nearly the same value as basketball or football. We make a big thing, the NFL draft, even second round draft choices are big, third round draft choices. And you're talking about picking between 60 and 90, but in baseball, it's a crapshoot. Unless you get the first overall pick in the draft, first to second, and even then there's a chance your player's going to flop. And it yeah, takes a lot of them, them a lot years of them. to come to the big leagues. They're not ready to come to the big club when you draft them. I think you just answered the question, right? In baseball, the number one draft pick most often begins his minor league career uh, at the lowest levels and slowly works his way up. But, you know, if, if, if we had time, I could pull up the list of baseball's number one picks. There's you know, Todd pick. Van Poppel and people like that that, that just never made it. I think baseball is is it's obviously a different game and and it takes a longer time to become great at baseball than it does in some of these other sports, right? No, I was speaking to some people whose grandson was drafted. I don't know about that, Doc. I don't know if it takes longer. I think the player has to have a lot more patience. And if I think a lot of these guys can't take playing minor league baseball for three, four, five years, they get frustrated and uh, where. You know, where in football and, and basketball, you're almost, you know, playing right away. I mean, I, it's a very, very rough, rough way to go about uh, getting a career, waiting three or four or five years, riding on a bus or a train at, at minimum pay or whatever they make down there. That's got to be frustrating as heck. It's it's a tough life. Right. They, they, they get paid because they get that big contract. But yeah, Casey Mize, 2018 with the Tigers. Royce Lewis, 2017 with the Twins. Mickey Moniak with the Phillies. Danby Swanson with the Diamondbacks. Brady Aitken. I mean, just Mark Appel. These are all the number one picks. Carlos Correa, he's obviously a star. Garrett Cole's a star. Bryce Harper's a star. Steven Strasburg was, but he got hurt. Tim yeah, Beckham, David Price, Luke Hochevar. Justin Upton was pretty good. Matt Bush, mm-hmm. Delman Young, Brian Bullington. A lot of Joe Mauer, he'll, he'll go in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, yeah, it's a mixed bag with the guys who are drafted first in baseball. Yeah. Well, listen, not every first round draft choice in football or, or basketball works out well either. So, I mean, you know, that's that's it's, it's that way all the time. I just listen, I respect the hell of the heck out of minor league baseball players. They go through a grueling, a lot of them go through a grueling, grueling, and they don't get some never get called up. Some play their yeah, whole because- life in the minors. You always hear about the guy who can't hit the curveball, and and I think that's that's what the the big difference is. Is the level of play in Major League Baseball is at a level that these guys have never seen. I, and I think you know they say football is a lot quicker when you get to the NFL and things are happening faster, and that that's what hurts some players when they make that transition. But I think the game itself, once you figure out that speed, is very similar. I don't think you see things like a like a, like a major league curveball that a number one draft pick isn't going to see because he's playing college or high school sometimes. That a the only way to learn how to hit that pitch is to see it, and you have to go through the minor leagues in order to be able to do that, or maybe to be able to throw you take your average uh, curveball and make it into a major league curveball if you're drafted as a pitcher. I, th- I just think it's a longer maturation process in baseball to get the player ready to compete at the highest level. That's what it seems like at least. Yeah. 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 I, I, I do not, I do not envy them players for sure. I do not. I don't. 
That being said, if the Yankees want to draft me, I am available and I would go play in the minor leagues for the Yankees. I'd be their oldest minor leaguer. I'd be older than their coaches, I'm sure. But what the heck? I'll do it. I'll, I'll ride the bus for a year. So Yankees, draft me. I'm ready. It could be a book. could be a book in there somewhere, Doc. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right. You know what? We're at the top of the hour. A great discussion. A great, fun hour, as always. And I thank everyone for watching. Remember, Mac and Jack will be here with the big football show tomorrow. And don't miss them. They're on every day from Wednesday through Sunday. And there's not a better place to get your sports than the Northeast Streaming Sports Network. Have a great day. Have a good one, folks.